0: 1 Peter chapter four verses seven through eleven. I want to read this and just point out a couple of things that are highlighted as I was studying this week. You know, obviously, uh, we know that today is the last day of this year, 2023. Uh, and I was thinking about you know how time flies. It seems times uh, go quickly. And I uh, I come across this particular passage. uh, In my mind, uh, I I begin to kind of rehearse this a little bit. And it says, but the end of all things is at hand. I may believe that this morning. That we live in the last days. That God is about to come back to uh, receive his bride and his church. Therefore, if we believe that, therefore be serious and watchful In your prayers and above all things have fervent love one for another for love will cover a multitude of sins be hospitable to one another without grumbling as each one has received a gift minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God if anyone speaks let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it as with the ability which God supplies. That in all things, God may be glorified. Can you say that with me? That in In all things, things God may be be glorified. Through Jesus Christ, to whom belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Here we are, the last Sunday of... 2023. Not only the last Sunday, but the very last day. How many uh, as you get older that people used to tell me that it seems like time flies? When I was younger, it felt like it almost stood still. Because I was waiting for school to get out. I was waiting for spring break. I was waiting waiting for a fall break. I was uh, waiting until I was old enough to drive a car. How I many? you know, all waiting until I was legal to do some things that I didn't need to do anyway. But you know what I'm talking about. Uh, I was always, it seemed like I was waiting.
1: But it seems now
0: that time, as I get older, begins to propel and go faster and faster. And I can see Peter as he writes this. The end of all things is at hand. Over 2,000 years ago, he pins this and he is believing that they are living in the last days. And biblically speaking, they already were. If they were living in the last days, then how much closer are we to the coming of the Lord? And then this passage peter says if you believe that we are living in the last days if i could put some words in his mouth then there are certain ways that we should strive to live and he gives us some instruction on how to live in light of the times and the seasons that we are living in essentially he is telling us how to steward what time we have left now we use the word stewardship Uh, For a lot of things We use the word stewardship when it comes to uh, our gifts. Uh, We say we should steward those uh, for the Lord we Use the word stewardship stewardship when it comes to finances But how many know that we should also also steward our time That time is important as a matter of fact that great theologian and preacher Charles Spurgeon once said Time is short, but eternity is long. It is only reasonable that this short life be lived in light of eternity. Let me say that again. Time is short, eternity is long. And it's only reasonable that this short life be lived in light of eternity. How many feel like this life is pretty short? You know, it seems that uh, now I'm 57, soon to turn 58, and uh, you don't have to, need to look like that. Woo, pastor's getting old. But anyway, uh, how, how many feel like that time is propelling as you go? And, and we see that, uh, and we are living in the end times. And so if we are living in the end times, there are certain ways that we ought to live, certain ways that we ought to steward our time. And what better time to talk about it than the very last day of 2023. You see, I believe that as Christians, uh, we are to view time as a gift from God. Sometimes we view time as a curse, but we are to view time as a gift from God a gift to be used wisely and purposefully how many are guilty and I'll raise my hands of sometime wasting time you know as we look at where we are in eternity and in uh, the history of this world I, I, I would just say that we really can't afford to waste any time because time is a resource it's a tool It is something that carries us along on our life's journey. And it allows us to experience, to learn, to grow, and ultimately and hopefully draw closer to God. Time is valuable. You cannot get time back. It is irreplaceable. It is unique. It's filled with potential. Have you ever heard the phrase that time is money? In in the business world, there is some truth to that. But in reality, time is much more valuable than money. Because you can spend all of your money, but then work really hard and get it back. But once time has passed, it is gone No retrieving it. No reliving it. No rewinding it. Anybody else besides me ever wish they could have a duo? Wish that you could maybe uh, bring some words back into your mouth that you might have spoken. And I'm trying not to look at anybody uh, when I say that. Uh, but, but you know, we're all guilty of that because at times we say things and we're like, oh, I really didn't mean it. Well, if you, if you said it, you probably really did mean it. But time is valuable. It's irretrievable. We cannot live time over again. Once it is? It is gone. So it's important for us to use our time wisely, to make the most of every opportunity. The Apostle Paul encourages us in Ephesians chapter 5 verse 16, he says, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Mm, I may believe that our days are evil. And the more evil they get, the more we need to redeem the time that we have. We need to make sure that we're speaking words of life, that we're speaking blessing and not curses. And we need to uh, make sure that we're living uh, our best uh, that we can for the Lord. You see, we need to redeem the time. Time is a blessing from God. Not only a blessing, but it is a reflection of His grace. You see, it's because of God's mercy that he gives us time. Hmm. If God wasn't uh, merciful, he would come quickly and leave a lot of unrepentant unbelievers on the world on the earth. But he is a God who is merciful, and he is a God who Uh, uh, reflects his grace in giving us time to repent time to change time to grow and thank God he doesn't demand perfection immediately but he patiently works with us molding us into the image of his son Jesus Christ aren't you thankful for the process we don't always like the process but aren't you thankful for the process of sanctification Uh, I'm not what I'm going to be but thank God I'm not where I used to be I'm growing in Christ I'm becoming uh, a new creature I'm growing in his mercy I'm growing in how to show his love to one another you see we're still growing and God's not ever with us we ought to be thankful for the time that he Gives us. Every day is a new day. And that's good news, amen. I, I don't know if you ever needed a new day, but I have. Because there's been some days that I, I should have just stayed in the bed. Because I'm in a royal mess of it. But thank God for His mercy and His grace, His love and His compassion uh, that follows me. David said, uh, 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 Diego, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil for he is with me. Aren't you glad that he's with you? Yeah. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Uh, you see, I'm so glad that God is with me and he is, loves me enough to give me a little tap on the uh, backside and say, you need to straighten up, boy. I'm going to give you some more time. Oh, yeah. Now, anybody ever had a loving uh, dad? do the same thing. Maybe he wasn't quite so patient, but you know, he was being used by the Lord to give us correction and direction. You see, time reminds us that God is not finished with us. Even when we have stumbled and fallen, he continues to work on our flaws and our failures. You see, God uses time It is a blessing, it is a reflection of his grace, and it is a testament to his sovereignty. The Bible declares that he is the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. And he is uh, the one that uh, guides and guards our very steps. The Bible tells us that the uh, uh, steps of a righteous man are ordered by God. And God uh, is sovereignly working in us. He is uh, the Alpha, the Omega, existing outside of time, yet working within time to accomplish his purpose. He has set the times and the seasons. He controls the course of history, for it is his story. This means that we can trust him with our past ink. Mm. We bring up our past a whole lot more than God ever would, because He said He's never forgotten and our sins and our past. but we can trust God with our past and with our present. Mm. He's an ever-present help in time of need. And we, for sure, can trust Him with our future. We don't know what the future will look like. Uh, We don't know how it will all come out. But we do know who controls the future. We do know that God's sovereign hand uh, has the clock in his hand. And he is measuring time. And he is uh, declaring the seasons uh, and the beginnings from the endings. He is in charge. He is in control. He's sovereign in all of these things. And he blesses us with this thing called time. He holds it in his hand. he guides us through all the seasons of our life. Not only is time a blessing, not only does time uh, show his sovereignty, uh, but time is a tool for our spiritual growth. It's through the passing of time when we experience trials and tribulation, God refines our faith and draws us closer to him. Aren't you thankful for those times now when you look back at them that God brought you out? That you had to learn how to trust in Him. That you had to put your finances in His hand. That you had to put your health in His hand. That you had to Put your children, somebody help me preach this morning, uh, in in his hands. That You had to uh, put your future and and everything that was going on. You had to put it in his hand because God is sovereign and God uses time for spiritual growth. I'm so thankful that God has given me the time that he has given me that I might grow in him and to know him better Who is to know his life everlasting. You see, me and God have been through some stuff today been through some stuff with God. Aren't you glad that he gave you the time to work things out. Amen? And that he was right there with you. So time is for our spiritual growth. It is a tool that helps us become more like Christ. We draw closer to him as we endure hardship. We rely his promises I'm still waiting on some of them but he's faithful amen, amen. to rest in his salvation I know in whom I know is my salvation and it is over time that we are transformed from glory to glory to become more like our Savior Jesus reflection on time as we come to the end of this year. Tonight, many of you, you may go out, you may stay at home, we stay at home, but we'll watch the ball drop and then we'll kiss and then we'll go to bed. Because that's about as late as I'm ever going to stay up. And I got too old for staying up all night long. But time is important. How will we finish out this year? How will we begin next year? Because God has a plan and a purpose for our lives. And I want to give us a warning, but also understand that time is a blessing. Peter said that uh, this world is coming to an end. everything that we know is coming to an end. We must use this valuable and precious gift from God called time. Hmm. Make the most of it. How do you do that? Live for the Lord. You will never regret anything that you have done for the Lord, you'll never regret the time that you have spent in His service, you'll never regret uh, uh, how much uh, finances you have given to the Lord. Uh, We are so close to the coming of the Lord. We are to be good stewards of this precious thing called time. You see, while our time on earth is drawing to a close, we have the hope of eternity with Christ. He's returning soon. So our focus cannot be limited to the here and This world is not our home. This world that we know and that we see is not forever. And we are to use time for the glory of God. You see, it's actually the shortness of time that should motivate us to serve the Lord. Serve him while you have the opportunity. You don't want the Lord to return and he'll find you asleep. You don't want him to return and find that you have no oil in your lamp. Can I get an amen? Amen. Uh, You want to be, uh, as the old timers would say, prayed up and ready to go up. Uh, I don't want Christ to come back and, and find that I'm not fulfilling the great commission. Uh, I don't want him to come back and find that I've been twiddling my thumbs till Jesus comes. I want to be busy for the kingdom of God. Can I get an amen? Peter gives us a prescription here in this passage. We've used a lot of time to talk about time, but it's important. He gives us a prescription, and the very first thing he says Pray. Now we're not going to have time to talk about the others and we may come back to them next week if the Lord leads me there. But he says to pray and to love and to serve. Pray. One of the least attended services is prayer service. Uh, I'm not condemning when I say that. I'm simply speaking the truth. Paul's first instruction is be serious and watchful in your prayers. Another version tells us to be sober-minded, be alert. Because of the time that we live in and the season and that everything that we know is coming to an end, we are told don't take prayer lightly. Make time to pray. When I first wrote that, I said, take time. But it's harder to take time. It's easier to make time. Because if you wait for a moment to come where you have time to pray, you'll miss prayer a whole lot. So you have to make time to pray. Because prayer is essential in your Christian law. It's a discipline that is not to be avoided. And we must be serious, not simply going through the motions of prayer. Not just checking off the box. But understand that prayer is spiritual warfare. Amen. And we're not to do it half-heartedly or split You wouldn't go into a battle with that mindset. But that's what prayer is. It is spiritual warfare. We come against principalities and towers and rulers of darkness when we come into times of prayer. When God's Spirit prays through us. When we don't even know what we are praying about, yet the Holy Spirit uh, speaks. Through us through, uh, uh, through other tongues as, as the Spirit gives utterance and we uh, and we bring people before the throne of God and we uh, speak life over them. You see prayer is important. Prayer is vital. Prayer is spiritual warfare and we cannot go about it half-heartedly. Yeah. Yeah. James 4, 7 says submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. would like the devil to flee from. Well, we have the prescription here, and it is submit. Prayer is one of the ways that we submit ourselves to God. Prayer uh, prepares us to face the enemy. Uh, It prepares us to face the temptations in our lives. Let me just stop right here for a minute. Sometimes your worst enemy is not the devil. Sometimes it's you. So we have to prepare ourselves to come against the temptations that this world and this world system offers to us so that we are prepared and ready uh, to uh, submit ourselves to God so that we can do his work. What does prayer do? It softens the soil It prepares it to receive God's word. You see, it's uh, not by chance that we recite and say, this is my Bible and and I believe it and I'm going to receive it and and it's going to speak life into me. And then we end with prayer before we open up the word. It's not by chance. Because prayer, along with worship, prepares our hearts to receive the word of God. Prayer humbles us, causes us to realize that we are insufficient to take care of ourselves. I may believe that this morning. You see, there's a mentality in the United States that says, and I like it uh, from many other aspects, but it's terrible spiritually. Uh, There's the mindset that we as uh, U.S. citizens can pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and do anything that we want to do. And that might be true from a physical aspect but it is not true in the spiritual world. We need God. The prayer humbles us to realize that we need God. What happens when we pray? Prodigals come back to Addicts are set free when we pray. The sick are healed when we pray. Captives are set free. And those who are bound and delivered are set free when we pray. That's why he instructs us. Be sober, it. Don't let the system of this world intoxicate our thinking. And if you don't think that happens, I can stand up here and probably quote some commercials and you could finish them out. Right? Don't let the world intoxicate your thinking. Don't let it have full control of your life. Refuse to lose your spiritual concentration and alertness. I remember as a teenager, and at the time I wasn't really wholeheartedly following the Lord, when everybody else would come forward for prayer, I'd lean my head over on the pew. And I'd act like I was praying. But I was taking a nap. <laughs> truth is truth. We have to be alert and sober minded in prayer. Don't allow uh, the world system to intoxicate you and put you to sleep. Uh, but allow prayer to open up uh, your heart and your mind for what God has for you. You see, you can't even pray right if your mind is divided. If you're divided between your worldly pursuits and God, you'll not pray right. If you don't have a a recognition of God's divine truth in your life, you won't pray right. A double-minded man is unstable all of its ways. See, we must refuse to let ourselves get distracted and lured away from the things of God. (laughs) We must be watchful of the world. Do you recognize what's going on? Are you keeping up with what's going on in the world? Do you see the signs of the times? We must be Watchful of the world, but in the same turn we must be watchful of ourselves, because we can be guilty of getting off track and being lured away and being uh, sleepy in our Christian walk. Mm. In that turn, be serious, be watchful in your prayers. You see. We have to understand the times and the seasons. We have to measure our spiritual temperature and our spiritual readiness. And all of that comes through prayer. Here, Peter gives us a prescription for the end times. The first, recognize the value of time. Do we recognize the value of time? We understand that it is constantly moving, whether we're sitting still or whether we're engaged or not. The second thing that Peter prescribes to us is the power of prayer, especially in light of the season that we live in. The Bible tells us that we should not fail to assemble, especially in the last days. Can I add something to that? I'm not adding to God's word, but I believe it's contained within many of the teachings. Don't forget to pray in light of the fact that we are in the end times. Don't leave out prayer. Make time to pray.
1: Beginning on January the 11th,
0: as I had told you, going to have 21 days of fasting and prayer. It's not new. You might be new. You might not know <laughs> that we do that. But it's a part of time at the beginning of the year that we set aside to fast and pray. I don't tell you what you need to fast. I don't even tell you how much time you need to pray. But it's a time for us to grow closer to the Lord to offer our time to him can I tell you that i just be real honest with you there's some things that I don't know for sure the direction of God for our church over 2024 there's some things that I do that's a season when I'm going to take some time out me and the Lord we're going to do some talking and he's going to uh, shed some insight into me. I may believe you, that God can do that. Amen. So I encourage you. You know, you know, can I tell you, if it's the first time you ever fasted, please don't set out to fast all 21 days 100% fast. that would be really, really hard. You can build up to that. But take some time to fast and to pray Throughout that season, as we always do, we're going to be sending out some devotionals. If you want to be a part of that, let us have your email address. We'll include you on that. There are going to be some specific things that we need to pray for as a church. If you want to be a part of that, let me know. I may believe that God has some awesome things for 2024.